3: It's time for the Travis Thomas Show on Boston Sports Original, W-E-E-I.
4: Ah, uh, here we go, baby. Super Bowl weekend. All the Pats fans I know are like, uh, oh, it just doesn't hit the same, Trav. You had to be here, man. You had to be here. And I wasn't. I wish I was around for... Patriots Super Bowl weekends. I was always working. We talked about this last week on the Travis Thomas experience where I said, you know, I always looked from afar and was just really what you should be with greatness. I was in awe of it. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed covering it, you know, and here I am now, and uh, (laughs) the Patriots aren't anything to write home about, let's just say. But I do have a pep talk for you to start the show, if you don't mind. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. And I just mentioned this. You know, look, the people I know that are from here, uh, my coworkers, at Nessa, my coworkers here at WEEI that are from here, they all say the same thing. I ask them, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And they'll give me a pick. But there's a little, there's a little something missing from them. I'm like, hey, man, what's wrong? I like it's just not the same, Trav. Patriot Super Bowl weekends, man. It's just not the same. And I understand that pain. In fact, I would argue no matter what side you're on for this game in particular, as a Pats fan, you're kind of screwed here. I mean, if Mahomes wins, you got to keep hearing these morons tell you he's better than the actual GOAT, Tom Brady, which we all know is BS. If the 49ers win, you won't hear the noise, but you'll have another member sitting next to you in that vaunted six-ring club, and you know they think they're better than you are with their fine wines and their cheeses. Please. I understand your pain, but let me respectfully tell you, as a transplant who wants to stay here forever, Don't be sad. It's over. Be glad it happened. I've covered some dumpster fire franchises in my career in all sports, but I've also covered great ones as well. And we all know the Patriots are the latter. It's a great organization. It's a great ownership. It's run well and has been class personified. And as far as a product on the field, they aren't as far off as you think. In this league, it's been proven time and time again, if you get the quarterback position right in the draft, you get real good real fast. Now, we can argue, and we took some calls on this last week. I want Marvin Harrison Jr., Travis. I want another offensive lineman. I don't, let's trade back. How about Bo Nix? How about J.J. McCarthy late? Let's give Mack another chance. I've heard it all. I personally think a quarterback should be drafted. But here's one thing we can all agree on. Whoever the quarterback is, however the quarterback comes in, free agency, trade, draft, whatevs, they will be inheriting a good with potential to be great defense. Look. All I'm saying is this, a move here, a signing there. If the overall draft class is done well and you hit on multiple picks in this league, you go from zero to hero seemingly overnight. And then maybe we, yes, we, no, I'm not French, we. So, yes, including me, the rookie to winning Lombardies, I've covered a Stanley Cup. I've covered a World Series. I have yet to even sniff a Lombardi trophy. Meanwhile, all of you have them falling out of your pockets. So we can celebrate a Pats Super Bowl weekend together. How about that? May the show say, "Amen." Just start with a little little shot of positivity there for you. I just I hear so many Pats fans a little downtrodden. I don't like that. I want you to pick yourself up. All those
3: championships. It's funny you say that because somebody asked me the other day what my pick was, and I was like, who even cares, man? Like I it just doesn't really feel like a Super Bowl
4: with the Patriots not playing in it. Uh I mean I, I like I said, I get it. And you know, here's another thing where I, I sort of relate to you with this, right? So you guys have all the championships and I'm just uh I'm over here now with you next to you and I'm like, I wanna I just want one. So I just Somebody go win me a Lombardi. Come on, Gerard Mayo. But here's where I do get annoyed, and I imagine you do as a Pats fan. You know what I don't like? So, all right, we're, we're having this conversation of, yeah, Super Bowl's cool. We all love football, but it's just a little, you know, you're a little bit down. You want your team in it. I hate when other team fan bases, doesn't even matter what team. I hate when they use their trauma and their pain on you. When they project that on you and say, oh, you haven't won enough Super Bowls? You want to shut up? Because if you had Brady, you had Belichick, you had Gronk, you had the Dynasty, you'd be the loudest in the room. Uh, Example A, Chief fan. How many years were the Chiefs? By the way, great franchise. Always in it. Class personified. A lot of things I just said about the Patriots, the Chiefs were right there. Big brand. Great fan base. Now they get Mahomes, they have Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, they're winning. Oh, my God. I mean, they're the most obnoxious people you ever met. So I just, I can't stand when other fans are like, oh, you're upset because you're not in a Super Bowl? Oh, the Super Bowls you want? You want to win it every year, moron, no matter who your team is. I feel better. Thanks for letting me vent that. I, You know, I started with a pep talk and then I go off. How about that? All right, get in here, because you know what I'm asking you, right? Look, as far as a big game goes, between the Chiefs and the Niners, I'll break it down at four, top of the hour, I'll break it down. I want to party right now after that pep talk and cussing out other teams' fans. I need your calls, text messages, DMs, all of it. Bring it, and you know what I'm asking you. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. What is your game plan for Super Bowl Sunday? I understand you're a little bit bummed out because the Pats aren't in it. But you know damn well you love football. You know damn well you're sick and tired of hearing how great the Chiefs are and my home's this and my home's that. I know you're going to watch. I know you want to see if Taylor Swift is there or not. I know you You want to watch the halftime. But I need to know the food situation. Are you hosting a party? Are you going to a party? Are you like me or just watching with your family at the crib? What are you doing? Do you care about the halftime show? Do you care about commercials? Who's going to win the game? Who's the MVP of the game? Give me the score. I need it all. You get the point, don't you? Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. 617-779-7937. I get the Patriots aren't in it. But, hey, listen, we still have a football game to talk about, and I know you care about it. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. Now, I want to reminisce with you a little bit here. So I was thinking about this on my drive-in to tell you. What was my first real Super Bowl memory? And it goes back to Super Bowl twenty two when the Redskins drubbed John Elway and the Broncos. Now, many of you already know uh, where I'm from, but if if this is your first time hearing me, first of all, welcome. Secondly, we're an interactive show. I don't like to talk at you for three hours. I like to talk with you. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. But for those of you who don't know me, I grew up in the DMV. D.C., Maryland, Virginia, we call it, right? That area. My parents were diehard Redskins fans. So my first memory was Super Bowl XXII. I was a wee lad. And John Elway and the Broncos had all the hype. The Redskins came in there. Not only did they beat the hell out of the Broncos that day, but the Super Bowl MVP was Doug Williams, first black uh, quarterback to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP the whole night. And my parents, when I tell you, were partying harder than any fraternity or sorority I've ever seen later in life. I mean, they were going hard, drinking, jumping up and down. I mean, the language, even though it was joyous, the language coming out of their mouths was colorful. I had never heard anything like it in my my young years. I got so excited. Now, I couldn't, you know, obviously, I'm young, right? So I'm not drinking or anything, but... They let me stay up late. And what do you give a kid who's partying with their parents and, and their parents are drinking? You give them caffeine. So it's probably my first caffeine experience, I bet you. So I'm drinking, you know, soda. I'm eating chips. I'm staying up late. They're so hype. That, that final score, by the way, 42 to 10. So you can imagine every touchdown. And, uh, yeah, well. Guys, I ruined the party. I uh, I threw up everywhere. I puked everywhere, like somewhere in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, that's all I remember because uh, the rest of that quarter was spent. The reason I remember it was the end of the game is because the rest of the quarter was spent cleaning up my mess. Uh, they were not happy about that. And then at the conclusion of cleaning everything up, They celebrated watching all the pomp and circumstance and the confetti and all that. So my first Super Bowl memory, Super Bowl 22, and I ruined it for my parents. Luckily, can you imagine if if their team had lost that game and I ruined the party as well? I like to believe that I only threw up and overexerted myself because of the excitement of the room. But who knows? Um, it also probably in a way, you know, gave me I, I get a lot of feedback from you all of, you know, it's the show's a breath of fresh air and you you have a certain energy about you. And even when uh, you're you know, you're talking about uh, the team's not doing much in the current moment. <coughs> Red Sox, excuse me. Uh, you, you know, you take it from a a positive aspect. You try to look at it, the positives of, of whatever it is that's going on. And I wonder if that's some of it. If like my first real Super Bowl memory was a joyous occasion, uh, as I told you, you know, watching the Patriots from afar. I worked for most of the Patriots dynasty Super Bowls, but the first, uh, the first two, actually, I can remember. I was young. I remember Drew Bledsoe. I was a big Drew Bledsoe fan when I was a teenager. And uh, I remember them losing to Brett Favre in that Super Bowl. The problem with that team, uh, or, or at least in my opinion at that time, was even though I was a Drew Bledsoe fan and he was cool, Brett Favre was cooler. So I remember watching that Super Bowl, and in a young teenager mind, where you you know you don't have a, a horse in the race, so to speak, I felt like I couldn't lose that one because if Bledsoe wins, I liked Bledsoe. If Favre won. It was sort of his crowning achievement at that time. He was in his prime. He's winning MVPs. And Favre ended up winning it. And, you know, ironically, that was it for a guy you would think uh, would have a lot more. So I remember that Super Bowl and then the the early, all the early ones uh, with Brady and the crew. You know, the Rams one. I was at a, a party, a Super Bowl party, and everyone there was rooting for the Patriots except me and not in a sense of uh, fandom, but more in there is no way that this team can beat the greatest show on turf. I just did not see anyone beating that Rams offense, and uh, we know the rest of that story. And then as the early ones went on, Panthers and Eagles, I was in college, and I was covering the Super Bowl uh, for the college. So it's not like I went to the game, but we had, you know, when you have the the major that I did, so I majored in TV and radio, so your class project sort of becomes, okay, do a full comprehensive coverage of the Super Bowl, a pregame analysis, a, you know, play-by-play, a postgame rap. And so even though it was just for my school professor or whatever, um, it was sort of a appetizer in uh, being a journalist and I covered those early uh, Brady Patriots Super Bowls as a student journalist, and that was really cool. And uh, all of my papers ended up the same way. A, with a A, B A. Um, B, Brady does it again. Defense, great. Belichick, masterful. Brady, Vinatieri, again. And then in the later uh, Super Bowls, I was a professional and, and could really enjoy it. I think by that time, especially the time in between the Patriots winning Super Bowls, I understood how hard it was. I covered a lot of those Ravens teams had beat them a few times and lost to the Patriots a few times. So I understood by the time the Patriots got back to the Super Bowl and went on a yet another cluster of dominance, uh, I had a full-blown, full-fledged appreciation for it and, you know, talking this out with you because, you know, the Travis Thomas experience is therapeutic for all of us. I actually realized I watched all of Tom Brady's career. I mean, I remember him at Michigan uh, battling with Drew Henson, and then I watched him all the way to the end uh, through the, you know, the Bucks years. So there you go. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Let's take Tim uh, before we go to what's trending on line one. Tim, what are your plans for the Super Bowl? Welcome to the show, brother.
0: Yeah, my plans are uh, I'm glad you're full-time. I remember when you came here and you sat in for somebody, and I thought you were awesome then, and I'm definitely happy that you're a full-timer now on the show. So Thanks, I Tim. appreciate you. Thank you. The Super Bowl, I love Mahomes. I love Mahomes ever since day one when he came into the league. And I'll tell you what, he's as good as anybody. He's the best quarterback by far in the NFL, yep. but he's not the GOAT yet. The kid's on his way. But the thing is, you know what? I don't think he'll ever reach what he perceived to get, mm-hmm. which is Brady. But I'll tell you what, I think he's, uh, he's got a good shot at getting up near him. And what I want to say is the draft. Harrison, mm. they got to take Harrison and go from there because uh, I tell you what, they got to start from the bottom. they got to fix that line because those four teams that you last seen in the playoffs, Every one of them had a solid line. They got great defenses on the other end, and we got a good defense. When they come back and be healthy, we're solid there. Let's build the foundation and then get them going and then take it from there, man. That's what I want to say.
4: Appreciate the call, Tim. You make a great point. Listen, Mahomes is not there yet. I completely agree. I think everyone needs to pump their brakes on anointing this kid. Uh, I tell you what, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks – I thought would have more rings than they ended up with. Marino didn't get any. Favre had one. Rodgers has one. Breeze has one. Uh, you know, it's tough to win these things. So I I actually agree with you. Neither one of us know what he'll end up with. But, boy, it's going to be hard to uh, catch and pass Brady. And then, oh, yeah, remember, uh, Brady handed him his lunch twice, once in the Super Bowl and once in the playoffs. So you're going to have to really get uh, over Brady's rings uh, to be considered the GOAT. I actually think we're looking at a Kobe-Jordan situation here where Mahomes is so similar to Brady. That's why the comparisons are easy to make too. Um, clutch, great leader, fiery, uh, can make every throw, just a SOB out there, a complete rattlesnake. And I think Kobe was very similar to Jordan in that way, but he never could surpass Jordan, could he? I think that's what we're looking at here if I had to project it out. We don't know, but if I was guessing, which is what I do for a living here, uh I think I think Mahomes will get close to Brady but just come up short but get that same love and admiration. Coming up next your calls on this all show long get in here 617-779-7937. I need to know all the Super Bowl plans, predictions, you name it. Plus I'll give you my my favorite Super Bowl MVP performances commercials halftime shows the whole super bowl kitten caboodle all that more next travis thomas on weei here's what's trending
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
4: Travis Thomas Experience, taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've been talking about the Super Bowl, and my question to you is really, you know, I started the show today with um, a pep talk (laughs) to Patriots fans because all of you that I talk to, uh, I say, hey, who do you like in the game? And you'll give me an answer, but it's just a little – I sense a little begrudgingness. I just see you're very begrudging about it. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And now I've asked enough of you where – and I've got the response that's pretty consistent across the board. Super Bowl weekend don't hit like it used to. And I understand it. I do. Uh, But we love football, and I just need to know what's your game plan for tomorrow. I mean, I need to know the food situation – Are you hosting? Are you going to a party? Are you watching with your family? Are you pumped up for Usher at halftime? Do you still like commercials? Uh, Who's going to win the game? MVP? I just want to talk ball with you. The score, you get the point. Call me, 617-779-7937. It's okay to still like the Super Bowl. (laughs) Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and the Gram. Uh, By the way, messages coming in here. I got one that said, uh, finally not hosting this year, bringing Buffalo chicken dip and a zillion beers. That's it. So I imagine, you know, silver lining here with the Patriots not in it. You know, this person obviously does not have the weight of the world on their shoulders anymore because when you host, especially the big game. Now, there's a difference between hosting a Thursday night game during the regular season or a... You know, football Sunday and week seven or something. When you get to the Super Bowl, much like the players, just like the play of players on the field, you as a host, I mean, you got to be at your best. There should be Super Bowl party host MVPs as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you should be held in the same regards as some of these Super Bowl MVPs. Of all time. That's just what I'm saying. So good for you for uh, just bringing buffalo chicken dip and a zillion beers. That is key. A zillion, specifically, approximately. Um, My co-host and friend, Sam Paniatovich, Sammy P. on Nesson, just sent me a picture of an entire, it looks like a metric ton, of pulled pork and pulled chicken that he's doing for his Super Bowl party tomorrow. Uh, he asked me if I would be in attendance, and I will not because my wife does not let me out of the house. It is quite quite the ball and chain situation that I'm dealing with. 617-779-7937. I'll get to um, my food situation uh, tomorrow, later on. Right now, I actually want to tell you, I do love the commercials, um, and I put this list together just for you. So I went top five because anything beyond five gets boring, right? All these lists. You ever see these shows with the, here's the top 100 players? Bro, I ain't got time for all that. Give me the five and let me get out of here. I mean, whoever said, hey, hey, guess what? I'm number 62 on a list of 100. Who gives a rat's ass? Give me the top five. So here it is. This is what I realized in my top five commercials of all time. A, I'm an alcoholic. B, there has not been a... Game-changer, at least in my opinion, commercial-wise, in many moons. Let's start with number five. Rest her soul. Betty White playing football for Snickers and just absolutely laying people out. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Betty White, uh, so iconic in her, her entire career, and just seeing her out there playing football, talking smack, that was amazing. And I still remember that to this day. By the way, this is the most recent on my list, 2010, okay? There's a theme from here on out. Number four, the what's up, boys. You remember them? That was 2000, the year 2000. Can you believe that? What's up? Listen, uh, that's a bi- iconic Bud commercial, Budweiser. I was in high school when that came out. Me and all my friends would only answer the phone with that. And I'm pretty sure uh, all of our parents and girlfriends at the time and pretty much anywhere uh, in our vicinity, any, anyone in our proximity hated us because anytime uh, we, you know, walked around or saw a buddy in the hallway or answered the phone, I, what's that? All right, number three. Terry Tate, the office linebacker, 2003. So, for those of you who weren't there, those of you of a certain age know what I'm talking about. Those of you who weren't there, bro was jacked. He had full pads, the whole deal, and he would just fly around the office laying into people. I mean, it didn't matter. Water coolers, print machines, vending machines, restrooms, didn't matter. If you were in his in his airspace, he was rocking you. Uh, number two, the Budweiser Frogs. Budweiser. I mean, 1995. That is crazy to me. The best part in hindsight, you know, back then it was just funny. These frogs are riveting. You know, Budweiser. It was creative. It was cool. It was cute, right? But in hindsight now, as I was putting this list together, I realized the brilliance of that was not only the aesthetics of the frogs and, and, you know, hearing them do that on the lily pads, but it was there was no other dialogue at all. Like, it was silence. It was just the frogs. You could hear crickets in the background. I mean, that's really, when you think about it, it's kind of artsy. It was brilliant, well done by Budweiser. And then uh, number one's another Budweiser commercial, and I'm just going to say multiple years of this. Those Clydesdale horses. I mean, it's just, it's a powerhouse brand now with those horses. Uh, I've seen, I've been at events where they bring the Budweiser horses. It's really cool. Uh, I can even remember back, you know, when I started the show today, I told you my first Super Bowl memory when I was a wee lad. I can remember back to my childhood uh, with my dad loving those horses in these commercials, and they've just... They've just been there forever. It's such an iconic brand. So I think anything with the Budweiser Clydesdale horses is uh, my number one. So what did we learn? Uh, I don't even necessarily drink Bud or Bud Light much. Uh, I do drink beer at a copious amount. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, Budweiser, I think, had commercials on lock for a long time. And uh, I just want to reiterate that I like beer. And then the other thing I learned here uh, is that commercials now, I just think they're a little too corporate for me. You know, I started thinking, like, so all these ones I just re- i just told you, um, you know, I gave a reason why, right? Like, I don't remember any commercials recently that really stuck to my ribs. Um, and I think it's because they're a little too corporate, Maybe a little too scripted, a little too produced. And there's, like, forced cameos. You know, you get corny one-liners. It's just like, man, make commercials. Make Super Bowl commercials great again.
3: You mean you didn't like the QR code plastered to everybody's screen? It's
4: just, like, too much. And then the crypto stuff. Come on. Come on. All right, what's your game plan tomorrow? Food? Uh, Who you got winning, what are you doing, who you're partying with, who's going to win the game, MVP score, give it to me all, 617-779-7937. I'll give you my official, you know, prediction for this game at 4 o'clock, top of the next hour. For now, I just like talking the pomp and circumstance around it. Um, In fact, you know, I want to tell you my halftime show. So I did, like I said, I'm doing everything top five here. Quick, in and out, whoop, whoop, like a thief in the night. I'll start with number five. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, 2004. Now, there's a couple things we need to address before I even talk about this, okay? This is the game when I learned that my father is a creep. Here's what I mean. Now, (laughs) sorry, Dad, I'm keeping it real. Now, here's what happened. This was a smart combination, in my opinion, musically. Janet, is a legend. Justin Timberlake was in his prime pop star era. It made sense. And the entire set, quite frankly, was great. Uh, No one talks about that because of what happened, right? But when the, and remember, that was at the very end of the set. So you have this great, iconic performance with two legends. And then the uh, wardrobe malfunction happened, right? And so everyone was in shock. All of America was in shock, the whole world. But here's when I learned my dad was a creep. My my dad paused and rewound a few times, right? My mom was not amused. But here's where he was smart. (laughs) Don't make me laugh. Here's where he was smart. He would pause and rewind, and and what he was trying to do was, did this – this didn't just happen, did it? This, can you believe this? This one, And I knew it about the third time, I said, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing here. And my mom, got she caught on to it, too. All right, number four, uh, Michael Jackson in 93. Now, I barely remember this, barely. In fact, much like the game I talked about earlier, like many of my childhood sports dreams, my memory is more vivid of my parents' reactions than the actual performances or the games. I definitely remember my parents being turned up during that halftime show many people think it's the greatest ever so I'll give uh, I'll give Michael Jackson 93 uh three I'm gonna go Prince in the rain singing Purple rain that was 2007 you know it's so hard for artists to create a sort of uh, imp- intimate feel if you will with the audience. Because these arenas and these stadiums are so big and the moment's so big and the whole world's watching and there's all this, you know, production and blah, blah, blah. That night uh, I think Mother Nature helped Prince turn that Super Bowl into a small venue. I mean, just just singing Purple Rain in the rain, you know, playing the piano. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. He delivered on that night. Uh, but He's only number three on my list. Number two, I'm going J Lo and Shakira in 2020. And listen, there, there needs to be no explanation. Like, what do you, you guys don't need me to explain that one. Just a sensational performance. Number one, I'm gonna go to an ode to L.A. Snoop, Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige in 2022. I'm not from L.A. I don't care about the Rams, Lakers, Kings, you name it. But that Super Bowl, being in L.A., I mean, having the Rams in it, and then all those West Coast artists I grew up listening to made me appreciate how L.A. it truly was. Even though I have nothing to do with the city, been there, like it. But, I mean, that was was badass. I can't even, you know, I couldn't hate on that. 617-779-7937. Get in here. If you want to talk anything Super Bowl with me, I'm giving you the whole Super Bowl kit and caboodle here on the Travis Thomas Experience. You can also message me, Travis Thomas Experience, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, And if you haven't followed me, do it. I'm a great follow, baby. Yeah. Now, I would say um, my favorite Super Bowls and MVPs. I'm going 5-1 to here. Um, I'm going to start with Drew Brees. Drew Brees went in the Super Bowl with the Saints, getting the MVP in that game. Remember, against Peyton Manning, 2009. Um, listen, Brees is one of my favorite players, or he was, and Peyton Manning annoyed me. I respected him, but anytime Manning and Brady went at it, I always rooted for Brady, even on the outside looking in. I always respected Brady. I just thought. Manning, I don't know what it. I don't know what it was. I just wasn't into him, and I. I always liked Drew Brees, going back to when he played at Purdue. So that Super Bowl, I felt like I had a rooted interest in it, uh, a, a rooting interest. So, um, you know, Brees, I don't think he gets enough credit, quite frankly, uh, all time. He only has one Super Bowl, I get it. But, you know, he did beat Peyton Manning for it, and uh, his numbers are eye-popping. Number four, Doug Williams. I talked about this earlier. First black QB to win the Super Bowl. Just absolutely uh, amazing um, that he was able to accomplish that. And, you know, my parents, so much of that uh, joy came from the pride of a black QB shining on the biggest of stages. Number three, I'm going Brady against the Seahawks. I mean that Super Bowl. Remember, I know you do. Everybody talked about how great that Legion of Boom was, and it was. I mean they were all time, but Brady just sliced and diced them, especially in the clutch of the game. Oh my God! Yeah, I get it, you know. And again, it it doesn't take away from his greatness, but pe- people are quick to say, "Hey, you got some help from Pete Carroll." Deciding to throw instead of running the ball, you know, with beast mode on the goal line. And that's true. But, I mean, let's not forget what Brady did to that defense. I mean, he just dissected them like a Budweiser frog, didn't he? Uh, number two, I'm going Mahomes beating the Eagles last Super Bowl. Look, I was so impressed with his performance. That's why I have him, too, on this list. Remember, here's the thing that, that really did it for me. Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes, but he made one critical mistake. Mahomes, or Hurts fumbled, and it went the other way for the Chiefs, and that was the difference. Mahomes didn't. He was steady-handed the whole game and took him down and got the game-winning field goal. That was the difference. I left that game. Most people left, you know, really impressed with Jalen Hurts. How could you not be? But I remember thinking that's what greatness looks like in Mahomes. And that was the same feeling I got watching Brady all those Super Bowls as well. Win or lose, you left just, that's greatness. 12 is greatness. That's how my homes did last year in the Super Bowl. And then number one, I mean, you already know, we don't even need to waste time, do we? The comeback against the Falcons. I mean, that's the game where, and I was surrounded by them when I say this, Brady haters had to salute him. There was nothing left to say. He's already got the rings. He's already got records. He's already got the supermodel. The haters were, I mean, he had lines wrapped around buildings of haters. And that comeback, they they were all quiet. <laughs> Just What can you say? And by the way, kudos to him because he also silenced anyone who was left hating after that game once he won the ring in Tampa without Bill. I mean, now what can you say? Because there were still some idiot faces out there. Like, who's well, a system guy? Shut up. He goes to Tampa and wins the Super Bowl. And now you're quiet, too. How's that system treating them now? Right, exactly. So, you know, listen, beating the Falcons in historical comeback fashion as an old man will forever be goaded. 617 779 7937. Travis Thomas' experience on Instagram and Twitter. Let's go to Anthony on line one. He remembers uh, my Janet Jackson Timberlake. Memory. What's up, Anthony?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, buddy. So I grew up in Worcester, and I, through my wife, met the Coors Light twins. You remember them? Oh, yeah, yeah, Diane and Elaine from Worcester. Yeah, they were uh, they were very nice Polish girls from Vernon Hill, and then they moved out to Leicester. So you know, they sang the national anthem a couple times at Gillette. It was pretty cool. I got invited to go with them had a great time. I got to see what it was like, you know, to kind of, you know, live, live the life as a B celebrity. Uh, so, after that um, wardrobe malfunction, mm-hmm. the NFL decided to go away from sex and advertising. And that year, Diane and Elaine lost their job to the silver bullet train. And to this day, they resent Janet Jackson for doing that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the end of their career, that at wardrobe malfunction. Yeah,
4: I remember they were. That was a commercial when it says and twins,
2: right? And twins. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I have many a picture with those twins. I was, I was the guy living that, living that dream back then.
4: Oh man,
2: <laughs> yeah. Timberlake
4: and Janet blew it, man.
2: They blew it, and those girls were out there for that Super Bowl. They were, they were at the door at Club Maxim greeting people. Wow,
4: that's an incredible story. I really appreciate that call. Man, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? My God. It was all good. And then somebody just messes up the party for everyone, huh? It's always one, isn't it? 617 779 7937. I I mean, get in here. I mean, what are you doing? Well, what are you? are, Are you not watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? What's your problem? I mean, what's your game plan? Are you going to a party? Are you hosting a party? What's up with the food, huh? Do you care about Usher at halftime or are you just going to have a sandwich? What are you doing? Do you still like the commercials or do you think they're lame like me? Who's even going to win the game? I mean, what's the score? Where are you? 617-779-7937. Lots of messages coming in. I'll read them when we come back, and I want to hear from you. Uh, By the way, you know, I'm talking Super Bowl spreads when I come back. And, no, I'm not talking gambling. I'm talking about Food. If you want some gambling, watch me on Nesson all week. I'm talking about food and that drink next. Roll with us. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI.
1: This is the
3: Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Baby. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Oh
4: Hey, Travis Thomas Experience. Take your phone call, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and the Gram. Uh, The text line's blowing up right now with a ton of messages on uh, some of the stuff we were talking about. If you're just joining us, I started the show today. Uh, was sort of a pep talk to Pats fans. I've noticed a lot of downtroddenness around me. And, hey, you know, Trav, the Super Bowl weekend doesn't hit quite like it used to around here. And I do understand that. Um, You know, I said, look, in my career, I've been fortunate to cover both sides of the fence, meaning I've covered some really uh, horrible, (laughs) I mean, complete just dumpster fire of organizations um, and from football to basketball, you name it. But I've also covered some great ones. And I, I have yet to cover a Lombardi uh, trophy run. I'm hoping the Patriots can get back there so we can all celebrate together again. But, um, you know, I, I still believe that in the NFL, you can get back to prominence and to glory fairly quickly. And so, uh you know, we've just been talking Super Bowl – here, a lot of pomp and circumstance. I gave my, you know, top halftime shows, my top commercials, and my top Super Bowl moments in my lifetime. And uh, the messages are flowing in on the text line, 37937. Um, Someone said to me, Travis, originally from Dorchester and now living in Maryland, uh, where I'm from, Uh, he says, I'm a huge Patriots fan. I heard you for the first time last week. Impressed with your show. Thank you. Um, And then a commercial memory came in here. How about the GoDaddy girl? I do remember those. Uh, GoDaddy had a run for a long time with Super Bowl commercials. Those were very good. Uh, Someone said, who can forget Spuds McKenzie? (laughs) I was talking about uh, beer and my consumption of it earlier in the show, and uh, someone asked me what kind of beer am I into. Uh, All of it particularly cold. Uh, Someone said you two should be number one on the halftime show list. Uh, They were fantastic. No question. Uh, Someone said talking toddlers in the commercial was funny as well. And then here's one. I don't really remember this. I might've been too young. I know it happened though. Someone said uh, in living colors, halftime show was awesome. If I'm not mistaken. So I was too young to really remember that. But I do remember uh, the residual effect of that is I believe the NFL really upped the ante at Super Bowl at halftime of Super Bowls because of that. I think *In Living Color* got like really good ratings during the halftime show that you're talking about, and the NFL said, "Wait a minute, <laughs> like we're the one winning ratings around here," as we still see to this day, right? And so they started, um, you know, pouring more into it and investing in big acts and whatnot. And it worked because it's iconic. Um, All right. So I'm asking you one of the questions I'm asking you about tomorrow is what food are you getting after? 617-779-7937. Call me. Uh, I am a fat lardo and love hearing about food. So please uh, call me and entertain me with that. So I figured before we go to break here, uh, I'll go through my Super Bowl food power rankings and uh, what I got rocking tomorrow. So this is what I'm doing tomorrow, and it's number one on my list. It's wings. I I mean, who are we kidding here? It's wings. Any flavor works for me. Blue cheese and or ranch works for me. Uh, But it is mandatory that beer – a company's wings that's like that's something that as much as i love wings right if i'm at a party or i'm hosting a party and i have a million wings and no beer (laughs) somebody messed up two i'm going pizza here and i think you can go crazy with toppings that's the beauty of it with pizza you can have something for everybody you know kids they like cheese some grown-ups like cheese i don't know any but hey if you do no judgment uh you can have the meats for a guy like me you can have you know you can have veggie you can have whatever you want to do so i uh i think pizza because of its versatility is two on my list uh but just like wings it is mandatory that beer accompanies pizza mandatory uh all right three i'm going chips and dip here Universal, versatile, everyone likes them. You know, even people who don't like dip will grab a handful of chips. You know what I mean? Um, I will say this. It's the only thing about the chips and dip at number three that has me a little, I I have a little cause to pause here. You know, you got to be careful with dip because not everybody, for homemade dip, not everybody Gets the right moisture. You know what I mean? If it's too dry, you can choke to death right there at that Super Bowl party. So you got to, you know, maybe your first dip, just a little just a little dip on your chip. Just a, just a little. Just a skosh. Uh, four, I'm going nachos. My only concern here is that everybody's hands are all up in it. That's the only thing. You know, ever since COVID, now I'm real squeamish with stuff like that. But, you know, nachos... What I'll give them, they're good from the restaurant or homemade. Everyone loves them. So I'm going nachos there. And then to round out the top five, just various appetizer foods. Any of that stuff works. Potato skins, mod sticks, pigs in a blanket, things of this nature. So tomorrow um, there's a place in Newton called Buff's Wings. And it's the best wings I've had since I've, I've been here. Uh, for a couple years now. So uh, I pretty much already placed an order ahead of time, and they said, uh, hi, can I take your order? And I said, yes, all the wings, please. Thank you. I'll be there tomorrow to pick that up. Coming up, I'll give you my official prediction for the game. And my man, Lenny Donardo joins us to talk Red Sox at 4.30. And we're partying. I mean, let's just face it. We got all the business here. Call us. Get in here. 617-779-7937. Let's talk Super Bowl. Travis Thomas Experience on W E E
3: I. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.